what I always say when I'm talking about cars. Ugh, I would have walked this. Dying is dying, and death is death, baby. <laughs> All right, hi everybody. Um, welcome to Deadbeat with Maggie Crane. Today is the first weekend of summer. Woo! Hey, woo! Happy summer! I'm here with my friend Sam. Intro yourself. Hi, I'm Sam Lanier, and I've spent uh, all day inside. So mm -hmm. that's how I brought in the the new festive uh, summer summer season. How you you look right? Yeah, he walked in. He looks. He's he's got like a floral shirt on. He's looking incredible, and he's been like locked in his room all day. And that's the kind of summer I'm striving for. Yes, yes. Well, you know, as an artist, you have to like do strange things, like spend a ton of time by yourself mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. talk to people, and um, you know, sleep in bed all day, looking exactly. Into a, a that's what I tell myself backyard. when I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I've been in bed for like, for like 42 hours, but I'm an artist and I'm processing things. You know what I mean? Do you find that resting a lot? At helps like in the creative no, process I, at all? No, I'm actually someone who like gets very anxious if I'm ever not doing something. Yeah. And I could be doing something as stupid as like, I'm like, I need to get drinks with someone. I need to like hang out with someone. Right. I can't. And when I'm like alone, I'm like, oh, that's when the demons are going to creep in and I don't like that at all. And I'll spiral out of control. My, my ex-girlfriend said to me once that like, you should never spend time with people who can't be alone by themselves. And I've, <laughs> oh, no. I've become that person. Oh, man. Against my better judgment. That's so yeah. point. I can't spend time... Well, I think it's also part of just being in the comedy scene. It's like, you yeah. never have to be alone. There's right. always a thing you could be at. So Absolutely. it's like, so whenever I'm alone, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, do all my friends are hanging out without me. It's like, no, you're just crazy. <laughs> okay, well, we're here today because we're going to talk about... Um, I I am that whenever I'm like at a comedy show or at an open mic um, whenever I hear another comic go into sort of some like specifically death material I like get so elated I get I'm, and I'm like shrieking <laughs> with laughter because I like for me it's like I always like really relate to that sort of material because of my own uh, like on my own material I deal with death a lot but also it's like I think it just rules to watch a room of people become so uncomfortable and a comic being like yeah I'm talking about this <laughs> and it, it rocks and the reason why I brought Sam in here is because um, about a few months ago he started doing this bit at an open mic that was about his dad dying that um, I sort of got to watch um, well I got to watch you like really really started out I think I was there like the first day you did start mm -hmm. doing stuff like mm -hmm. it was very much not formed and it ruled and then I like saw it a few weeks later and it was like this fully formed like three minute thing that was like layered and constructed and I was like wow I got to watch this bit unfold yeah this is the part where I'm like do the bit yeah <laughs> uh yeah my my uh, my dad died last uh this past February and um <clears throat> A funny thing they don't tell you about the grieving process is uh, the part where you have to steal all their uh, passwords and financial information. <laughs> My dad, he lived alone, and uh, the kids, we were all uh, next of kin, so we had to go over to his house, and uh, like two days after he died, uh, he killed himself, and we had to kind of burst through the front door. <laughs> and just like start looking for financial documents, you know, to wrap up his estate and stuff. So like my brother was like stuffing mail into his backpack and my sister's like keyword searching like 
Bank of America password, <laughs> like on his desktop computer and stuff like that. I'm like looking for his, looking through his wallet for his social or something like that, you know? And it was like, man, did we kill him? Because it really feels like we're committing a crime here, you know? Either that or he's some white-collar criminal and we're like FBI subpoenaing his like whole estate. His body like, or his soul is like barely left the earth and I'm like, all right, we're gonna tear this motherfucker's house apart until we find his ABA routing number, okay? I wanna be able to walk into Merrill Lynch and say, hand over the 401k. Yeah, and then it, it's funny because that's sort of like the first round and then there's like a kind of smaller round of stuff. Like I walked into his kitchen and I was like, oh man, everything's kind of just the way he left it. I guess all this ice cream's up for grabs though. <laughs> Maybe I could take this pot back to Brooklyn, you know? I do need another pot. We had to like, um, after we were done like taking the documents we needed, you know, my siblings and I, we were like, oh, oh, we gotta actually lock up the house because like, you know, people will find out the house is vacant and, and robbers will come, you know? So we have to like robber proof it. So then we had to go around the house and actually try and figure out like what a real robber would steal and try and hide it, and we sucked at that, you know? <laughs> we were like, they definitely want this bathrobe he wore. <laughs> he cooked his breakfast on Sunday mornings. <sighs> yeah, there's, it's, I think maybe the theme of the night, I already mentioned this, but there, there are sort of very funny things about the grieving process and all the, all the chores and work you have to do. My brother, he, he planned the uh, memorial service, and he, he was like, uh, you know, I'll just like get the food dad liked. It'll be catered with the food dad liked. And uh, he ended up just getting food he liked. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's kind of like a sports guy, so uh, there were like beef sliders, and french fries, and like hot wings, and blue cheese dressing, and I was like, Henry, Henry. His name's not Henry. Uh, <laughs> Henry, uh, are, are we trying to remember my dad, or are we trying to have a Super Bowl watch party? Uh, I really like this uh, this uh, this bar you picked, but I don't know if it's big enough for the Coors Light train that's about to roll through here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, what a special. It's funny, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool to be a part of this thing and be part of the podcast and see everybody and stuff because um, it is funny how, how very sad and also how very, how very funny um, seeing people die is and being part of the grieving process is. Um, yeah, so I'm honored to be a part of it and um, I'm just happy I could uh, kill my dad so I could get on this show. Uh, thanks so much. But yeah, so I'd love to talk to you. Um, so, okay, do you want to talk about uh, when and sort of yeah. the background of this joke? Totally. Um, so my dad committed suicide, like, in early 2019. Uh, and it was 
Uh, it sucked, obviously. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining Maggie, you thinking like you in your head, being like, "I love when comedians talk about death stuff," and imagining a moment where I'm like on stage and I'm like, "So my dad committed suicide," and you're like, like "Yeah, I know, oh literally." God, that's, that's so funny. That's pretty much what I was like. You started, and I was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like sick. It's like truly sick. But no, and then you do it because the whole room, you, like, a whole room goes cold Absolutely. immediately. Absolutely. And that was the, honestly the hardest part of the bit to crack was that I needed, like, I needed to give out the information that he was dead and that he committed suicide. Recently. So, very recently, recently. So that I could set up these parts of his death that I thought were really funny. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really difficult to get past that part. I, I And I'm not sure I've actually resolved that. I don't think you will. <laughs> as part of yeah. the bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I will either. But I've, I've tried on and off to be like, my dad committed suicide or or to just be like my dad died very recently mm -hmm. and not to say it's suicide because people people tend to have about suicide but mm -hmm. but then you it, but the part of the bit is like i feel like i've seen you talk about how he committed suicide in that bit or do no, you not anymore i don't mention that he it's it's the bit is basically about my my siblings and i having to go into, and he lived alone so mm -hmm. he lived alone in the house and it's about us having to go into his house and essentially like steal a bunch of stuff of his because because when someone dies like you need and he ran a business by himself so so we had to like deal with his business deal with his financials deal with you have to like find out the passwords to like so you can mm -hmm. keep paying the electricity and oh stuff like that God. and and it was just this bizarre thing where i like hadn't even processed that it was he was dead and i we immediately conducted this kind of like fbi style raid on his <laughs> yeah. house where we were like pulling files out of his desk and it was just combined that with like all this other weird stuff where you like walk into the kitchen and like the food that he had was still in the fridge, you know, and, like, all, stuff like that. And it was this co weird combo of, like, just intensely strange, banal things you have to do and notice. Then combined with this really intense shock, I just, in the, at the moment, I was like, this is really funny. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. <laughs> well, well, that's super. In what's super interesting is your dad died very recently, and you were fully a comedian when it happened. Yeah, like, yeah, so I was doing mics a lot. Yeah, you, yeah well, yeah. I mean, and you've been doing you, you've been doing comedy for a while. Yeah. So to like, it's like the sick thing that now it's going to happen to us Absolutely. for the rest of the li our lives, where it's like something ter terrible and tragic happens, and we're human beings and we process it, and we're like, oh my god, this is terrible, but we're also like unfortunately like looking yeah. for the joke and all these yeah. things well how did you because your bit about your it's your sister's death my right? brother's death your brother's it's death. like so well my well for me like my brother died when i was 12 years old right. fully not a comedian right fully. <laughs> i was actually doing my <laughs> I, I, I was at the yeah. creek in the cave at i was like grinding my ass out at 12 <laughs> I was doing bringers every weekend no it's like i had i didn't even think about it. i was not a comedy fan i was not into comedy at all yeah. i was like very much a musical theater nerd which is what the bit's about like my i have this joke that's like about how like when my brother died the most tragic part of my brother's death was that it was at the height of my rent phase yeah so when my and this is a true story when my um when my parents they were like you get to pick one of the songs to be played at the funeral um i picked a rent medley 
<laughs> yeah, and then that's something I have to live with. He doesn't. Yeah. And it's like it's a longer bit, but it is sort of that. Um, but obviously, like, so that happened when I was 12, and there was no world where I was like, this is funny. Because yeah. clearly I was broken <laughs> enough to play a rent medley at a funeral. So it's like, no. And I feel like I, I didn't come to it. I didn't think about it ever. I was, like, randomly talking about... My, I, we, I was talking about rent with someone, as I want to do. Um, I was talking about rent with someone, and then it, like, it just, like, the memory just, like, popped back into my head, and I hadn't thought about it in, like, maybe ten years, and I was like, I pl- tried to play Seasons of Love <laughs> at my brother's funeral, yeah. and the person who was with me was like, really? And I was like, oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> and then I did it, I, did, I ha- didn't have like a bit written, and I did it at SUP open mic at the Creek in the Cave <laughs> when it was back there. And I have a recording of the first time I ever did it, and it worked so well the first time. Um, but it was like, you can hear in the recording like the, the absolute like air go out of the room because people are like oh no especially it's like a women's mic like not to Mm. make it super gendered but like i feel like at a lot of women's mic you get up there and you're like fuck man everyone's like yes girl go off and then when you go up there and be like my brother died when i was 12 everyone's like yes queen and then it, it it worked and i sort of like expanded on it and now i have sort of like a solid like 10 to 15 which is so bad it's like yeah i got 10 to 15 minutes out of my brother's death so yeah uh, it's fine <laughs> it really all resolved itself but it's it, yeah so i definitely it was written what i was 12 when he died and i wrote that bit like two years ago so like meh, over 10 years so. yeah so yeah, it's it's interesting that when it ha- when your dad died, you were fully like in like, oh like I'm thinking like a comedian and I'm writing yeah like a comedian and do you find it at all therapeutic? Um, I I was thinking about that as you were asking the question. I was like, oh, would it be okay to like make an analogy to therapy with comedy? Because like I feel like that's a kind of quintessential thing. Yeah. There's definitely, like, digestion happening, I think, when you write mm-hmm. a bit. Because you're like, this is something I'm I'm thinking about a lot. And I know there's something kind of funny about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, there's, like, all, all the advice about just, like, kind of write jokes about the stuff you think a lot about. Or, or, or yeah. that kind of, like, fill up your mind. and, and Because that's where you're inevitably, I think, going to have the most interesting insights on. So, yeah, I'm not... I think it was it was therapeutic and it's also I also found that it's a lot about my dad dying was also like me laughing about it was really helpful. He's a very mm-hmm. funny guy and also all my siblings are really funny. Mm-hmm. But it was just good to laugh about it. I I'll give you one example of a of a joke I made that was like didn't go over well, <laughs> but it was we laughed about it afterwards where it was like the day after I found out Mm-hmm. And I, like, just took a bus back up to Boston, where I'm from, like, overnight. And I get there in the morning, and we're at my mom's house, who lives close by. And I get there, and I open the door, and my, my brother and my sister are, like, they're just crying on, mm-hmm. on the couch. And then we're, we're talking for a little bit. And then my oldest brother comes down the staircase, and he sees us, and he's like... And my oldest brother's, like, a big guy. And he's like, come on, guys, like, let's all do a group hug. <laughs> and we group hug, and then I was like... I was like, God, Henry, I guess you're our new dad now. (laughs) (laughs) And and my brother's fiance was on the couch and was like, she was like, Sam, don't say that. (laughs) 
But it was really, it's like sad, but f- being laughing about it is is definitely a, a way to get through that. You sort of have part. to. You sort of just like, when that shit yeah. happens, you sort of like, again, I was 12 and I was absolutely not, I was like a child, so I wasn't like, well, we right. gotta laugh. I was right. like, I'm fat and I just got tits. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother's dead. Yeah. What's happening? Um, w- were you processing, because were you processing like embarrassment about that memory? I don't, I have, like, I, like, thinking about that is, like, an out-of-body experience. It's, like, mm-hmm. thinking about a movie. I'm, like, right. I, it's, like, I was so emotionally detached through, like, all of my, like, preteens that, like, even now thinking about it, which is interesting. It's, like, the therapeutic thing, I'm, like, inclined to be, like, no, it's not therapeutic. It's just, like, this thing that happened to me, and it's my unique perspective. It's, like, yeah. the thing I've been through, so that's why I write about it. Not, it's not really about therapy, but then I'm like, oh, then why won't I stop fucking talking about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, on f- face value, I'm like, no, it's not therapeutic. It's just like something that happened in my life, and we write jokes about what happens in our life, and that's sort of how you do it. And then I'm like, then I refuse to stop. And so it's like, obviously, this weird underlying thing of it's like, I need to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't really know where that starts or ends. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't like, do, write a joke about it or, like, perform my set on it and then afterwards go, like, ah, there's me feeling, like, a lot of catharsis. It's, like, you feel catharsis anyway doing comedy, but I'm not, like, I, I never feel specifically, or maybe I just never feel like I can specifically be, like, mm, this is how I'm relating. I, I, I'm, I'm still not completely sure how I relate to it, mm. which I think is fine mm-hmm. and I think will always be the case. Yeah, yeah. Do you go into your past for material? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's, like, very classic uh, stand-up. I'm not, like, I'm not, yeah. like, alt. I'm very much, like, this is my past. This is how I live in the world. I'm going to write based on that. Yeah, you have a lot of good bits about your... I'm thinking of your one where you you go to different doctors to talk about your vaginitis. Oh, my vaginismus. Yeah, vaginismus. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's another good bit about your that's, past. I mean, different topic, but that is also something that sucks the air out of the room when you're, like, mm. talking about your, like, fucked up vagina. Our room's like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't talk about that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of a blessing that... Or, 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 like, those topics are always, I think, good to mine for comedy because anything where you, like, bring up a topic and the room gets uncomfortable mm-hmm. is actually kind of a, a blessing because yeah. then you can release it with laughter. Mm-hmm. Like, people do want to laugh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they want it to not be uncomfortable in the yeah. room. So if you if you can make it uncomfortable but then have be able to press the pressure valve with a good joke, that's, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, a triple win you know or like yeah well i was i i also had to figure out like you i i figured out that i had to write some jokes to ease people in Mm -hmm. so when like i i'll like i'll like bring it up i'll be like oh like my brother died when i was 12 and people are like (gasps) and i like have to say the line i'm like oh you're not allowed to be more sad about it than i am like that's the general rule yeah so you have to sort of and i also never use those jokes you never, you know, you know, I don't open with them. I, it's like, yeah. those are jokes that you save for, like, 
later in your sets, like when you have like that when you have them on your side. Yeah. But sometimes I used to when I first started doing jokes about death, it would sort of annoy me when audiences would be like, <gasps> I'd be yeah. like, what? Like it didn't. It's like yeah. you're fine. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no but it's such, I, it's such an exercise in like empathy. I've been I've been thinking this, about this a lot recently. You know, when you're like in an audience and you're just watching someone bomb, yeah. and it feels awful. Yeah, like you can just like feel it in your body. And I guess like comedy is like the ultimate act of empathy. You're mm-hmm. like watching someone up there and you're like feeling for them so desperately. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why people really clam up. Mm-hmm. I've also like you. I'm trying to think of specific bits, but but like you you have been in that experience. One one I've been in that experience where one is talking about something uncomfortable on stage, and then they like don't save it because they have like a perspective on it that's like shitty or mm-hmm. something like that. And I've just been at a lot of mics mm-hmm. where that's happened as well, where like someone has talked about something traumatizing, mm-hmm. like. Y- y- yeah, like some sort of violence that's been done to them or, or a difficult thing that happened to them. And then there's like, and then it's like not rescued yeah. by, by, by like a point of view that's, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's also, I guess, just to say that it, it's not f- bulletproof or anything I call like that, that. I always call that the, so my life sucks. When like comics bring up stuff, right. they're like, yeah, so this is my trauma. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Why are right. you laughing? And you're like, right. ah, that's so funny. And then, but also being like too blasé about it. Yeah. And the audience doesn't trust you. Mm-hmm. So, which is a f- hard balance yeah. to walk. Cause like, you don't want to be like, my brother died a couple years ago. And then like, be so crass about it mm-hmm. immediately that, that the audience yeah. lost them. You, so you have to give it the weight it deserves. You have to, it has to like. I feel like you really have to, like, let them know that you're like, oh, yes, it did affect me. Like, right. oh, yes, it was right. very sad. I'm not just, like, this callous, like, yeah, everyone around me is dropping like flies, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm a real road dog. Yeah. But, yeah, do you have, have, do you, have you experienced, do you feel guilt at all about sort of making your dad? Not, not at all. I don't say punchline, but I guess I will. Yeah, not, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um... He was a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think I've still, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of ways I can justify it in my head. Like, it's processing, it's, it is funny. He would be the first person to laugh at mm-hmm. how silly this all was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's helped by, I feel sort of like I have a... a encouragement from him yeah in in death but that's just maybe something that the living um <laughs> that the living uh, uh comfort themselves yeah, with but he's smiling down at me right now yeah, uh, yeah well exa- yeah. dad yeah. you know you fucking killed yourself so you know you don't have to say yeah, anything about like, it yeah, you're and you can't so. yeah, so i'll just put words in your mouth exactly. i can do that now <laughs> exactly no so did he he like probably saw you do comedy and stuff right yeah Oh, so was he, like, totally, like, into the fact that you were doing comedy? Yeah, he was. And he liked stand-up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he liked comedy. He was into it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the only shows he came to see me in New York was, like, just embarrassing. Because it was, like, this oh, ta- this show are. I did that... It was, like, simple one of Simpleton's early shows. And, like, six people came, plus my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... Um, 
it was just bad. But also, sounds like a classic uh, New York City comedy show. <laughs> it was really Ooh, funny though because I mean I'm sure it's okay to say this, but like we had booked Kate Willett, who's mm-hmm. like amazing, She's like so an good. incredible like superstar, mm-hmm. and she would like, and it's it was one of those situations where you just like this amazing person like Ubered here to like do ten minutes in front of you and your like two friends and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this person has a Netflix special and they yeah. like I and they're doing a basically a private show for me for free. <laughs> it's like Yes, it's one I of the bizarre rented you for nothing. Know, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the rather. bizarre things that can happen in New York City is you could be nobody and I don't know, if people have enough goodwill you can unfortunately just get yourself an embarrassing situation oh absolutely but, yeah. and we've all been there oh also it's like and also with these people it's like ha- do shows like that every day yeah it's like these people who have these netflix specials who are killing it it's true it's a good thing like remind, that reminder every yeah day. yeah and no matter how successful you or i get we're gonna be doing shows like that <laughs> exactly, exactly i've been on shows with people from like snl and nobody's there and yeah they're just like what the fuck is happening like, yeah Nobody, everyone's like, oh, I have to, I have to get two trains to your comedy show? Yeah. I know, we're spoiled, absolutely spoiled, to go to any other city. <laughs> yeah, it's true. People, like, see the word comedy, and they're like, sounds great, and it's a packed house. Absolutely. And, and you're kind of like, do you want to go to a comedy show? Someone puts a cigarette out on you, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like. Um, I, I had this really weird moment, it, this was last October, I, like, it was, like, I woke up, and I was, like, doing my thing, like, getting, like, just get ready to go. And it dawned on me that it was, like, the day after my brother's birthday. Mm. And I'd gone the whole day without knowing. And I didn't realize until it was over. It was, like, the next day. And I, like, freaked out. Like, and I was, this was, like, fully last October. And I was, like, oh, my God. It's, like, I didn't even remember. I didn't realize. I'm, like, this is slipping away from me so much. And I was, like, my then boyfriend, I had this, like, I was, like, sobbing, too. I was, like... All, I was like, I just get on stage and tell fucking jokes about his death, and I'm like forgetting him mm. in real life. And that was the only moment I felt guilty about it. And that passed, and it like I don't actually feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I did have this one moment where I'm like, I tote this around on stage as like this, like these, and even now I'm like, oh, these jokes about death. And it's like, here I got them. I got a zinger. It's my opener and my closer. <laughs> and, like, and, uh, everything in between, baby. And then, and then I'm like, oh, but then real life, I forgot his fucking birthday. Yeah. What kind of monster does that? Yeah. And I like freaked out. That was the one time I had a moment of being like, ah, I'm like, mm. has it just become, have I become so callous in comedy? That I'm like, oh, this is about the bit. And I don't think it is, but I did have that fear for, like, one like one day. Well, it's... I mean, the, the bit you do is, like, really, like, the the person you're make, making fun of is yourself. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And I think it's, like, it's, it's less about the bit itself and more about the fact that I'm, like, all right, oh, I, like, I talk about this on stage, I make jokes about his life, and I forgot his birthday. Mm. And that was just something that I was, like... Oh. Yeah. That feels Do you do something on his birthday? Not particularly. I, like, try to, I try to, like, you know, as we were talking before, it's like, I'm not someone who can, like, be by myself a lot, but I always try to, like, to be by myself or try to, like, do something where I'm like, okay, this is not outwardly special, but it's like, I am remembering and commemorating. This is for me. I totally fucking forgot. 
Mm-hmm. And it was wild. And I, I, that was the first time I'd ever felt anything close to guilt about talking about my brother on stage. Mm. And I think it was more just about the fact that it, like it had gotten away from me. And like I, I was, I my fear of forgetting. Yeah. Because like for me now, like he's been dead longer than I knew him alive. Yeah. And that's scary to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like I will live much longer having a brother who is dead than I did with a, a living brother, which mm-hmm. is some. So for me, I don't know. That freaks me out at my core. He's been. He's been uh, dead longer as a stand-up joke than he has exactly, been. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like we're gonna we're gonna reach this marker where I'm like, well, uh, I had a brother for uh, twelve years and I had to kill a bit for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> that feels gross. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how long I'm touting it around. We'll see how long I'm doing it. We'll see how long I'm in the game. Was. Uh, was he funny? I guess that's a hard thing to answer. No, no, I mean, 12, that's a good question. But... Well, he was, like, extremely disabled, and so mm-hmm. he was, like, very um, sick all his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I sort of had a relationship with him that was very much, like, he had sort of the mental capacity of, like, a toddler. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't, you can't, like, measure it in terms of, like, yeah. me talking to you guys or, like, something like that. But, like, he, like... Oh my god, I'm about, I'm just gonna say what I was about to say. He loved to laugh. <laughs> like, loved to cool. laugh. But no, it was very much oh yeah. Sick. <laughs> Love to laugh. Um, but no, it's like it is this thing where it's like everyone in my family is very funny. So it was always like a very like everyone's always laughing, cracking jokes, but yeah. uh, so it is sort of interesting because I I like I can't when I think about like what he might think about this. It's this whole different thing because also he was like severely disabled. So there's that. So we would not have been able to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an, that's that's layer to be like, yeah, I'm making fun of my dead disabled brother on stage, yeah. which is cool and callous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Did cool. your family know about this bit? Well, that's the thing. I actually like. I have done shows back in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Um, so and my parents have seen me do stand up a lot, um, or like a, a good few times. And I never do it when I know they're in the audience. Interesting. I never do jokes about my brother. So you do have guilt about it. I do. I guess I do. <laughs> it's like it's like it's in there. Or I'm just like my mom already just had such a difficult like she did not she was not psyched when I was started doing comedy. She's oh, okay. Extremely yeah. supportive lady, the best in the world. Love her so much, but was very much like why like right why do you feel the need to like go on stage and talk about all this terrible stuff and I'm yeah like, because i need to yeah um but i've never done in front of them but i rec- when i recorded my half hour it was my closer i like pretty much closed on it and i sent them that audio file so yeah. they've heard it yeah um but i've never done it in front of them have you i mean it's pretty soon after the fact maybe you haven't seen your family i haven't done that that bit in front of them i don't think they even know about it and it's not something i would hide from them Mm -hmm. like i think i've told them like yeah i do i'm doing bits about dad's death but Mm -hmm. i don't think they would really care it's i feel like to be expected it's to be expected yeah that that i would do bits about it yeah it's like this huge yeah exactly life-altering thing that happens. I've been in very few emergencies in my life, but every emergency situation like I have been in, it is there is always kind of a part of me that's a little bit outside of it that's just like, this is so 
funny and crazy. Your brain, I think, just does that. Yeah. Well, because I'm someone who's very much like... I'm, like, such a hopeless romantic, and when my little heart gets a little hurt, I, like, freak out. I'm, like, oh, like, oh, my God, I've never felt this pain, like, da, 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 and I get very, like, worked up about, like, you know, I get, like, super anxious about, like, dumb career shit, and I'm, like, you know, agonize over, like, a set that goes wrong, but then when yeah. you're, like, put in real shit, something in your brain, it's like a caveman instinct just be like, yep, what are you gonna do? Yeah, like, yeah, you're, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like, okay, yeah. here we are. Uh, so, yeah, but that's always, it's, yeah, so it's like, you sort of are in, like, it, wait, okay, maybe this is, like, a stretch, but it's like, it's kind of like when you're bombing, Mm-hmm. You reach a point when you're absolutely bombing on stage where you're like, I don't know, this can't get any worse. <laughs> and you just sort of like right. let go of everything right. and you're just like, ah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it does make you, tra- tragedy and emergency sort of like make you primed for, mm-hmm. for just being like, well, it's all kind of fucking out the window now. Yeah, so exactly. You can, you can kind of see what's funny. Like my dad... So I have a bit in it that's, like, he... Where I talk about, like, going through all this, like, legal material. And then I'm, like... I go to his fridge and there's all this ice cream there. And I'm, like, have this this joke about, like... Oh, it's like, oh, I guess this ice cream's up for grabs, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I remember this. But uh, it is, it is like, that's... It is so... And he, another thing that I, I haven't worked into the bit, but it's just, like... He... We also found, like his like porn and stuff like whoa and it's just like so funny and it, and it wasn't like funny. awkward like oh god like god i can't it's how disgusting that he kept porn that's not what i thought it was just like of course like this mm-hmm. is so funny and yeah. so silly that you're I, just you sifting know, through your dead dad's porn yeah exactly that's, that's exactly where we're at <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and also it's like when also it's like you're you're experiencing this now i'm sure it's like how people start to in, interact with you mm-hmm. it's like are you getting people who are like yeah oh, i'm like i'm so sorry and it's like they don't like really know how how to talk about it or talk around it and you're like not different you're like yeah you know like i'm still cracking jokes here yeah you you can also what i've learned about doing tragedies on stage or talking about stuff on stage is people come up to you and want to talk to you about their tragedies Mm -hmm. as well so that's usually what happens i kind of like that and maybe it's because I'm very se- I I'm also much more separated from it now. Uh-huh. So I'm, I I get I often get people come up to me after shows. It'll be like, oh my so and so died, and I love that bit. And yeah. I'm like cool. I love. Yeah. It. It's like that's sort of like who I want. Yeah. To enjoy those jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I did a show recently at like a college and some like girl I like saw her in the audience during the show she was like dying and then afterwards she came up to me and she was like oh my god yeah it's like my dad died when I was twelve and it's like that's so great and I was like oh yes like that's and that's sort of where the guilt sort of melts away and this gets into like you're I'm it's like you know I don't I'm not someone who likes to be like (laughs) we're comedians doing something good for the world because absolutely fuck us but like it is cool it's like yeah I'm like yeah I'm writing this joke for people who've been through shit like this and if anyone else is uncomfortable sort of like fuck you like I don't care at the end of the day it's like 
I got so excited to hear you do start to do that material. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, he's doing like very raw material at this fucking open mic. And I'm so here mm-hmm. for it. And on one level, that's because I'm like excited. It's like the kind of jokes I make. But also it's because I was like an audience member who I'm like, yes, I can relate to this. And I want to hear this. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there other kinds of kinds of material that makes you do that? For me, it's like, this is true of everything. It just comes down to joke writing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I totally believe that anyone can write a joke about any subject if you do it well, respectful, and from your own experience or mm. perspective. Do you know what I mean? Those are the three things. Yeah. So when someone, like, executes something that's, like, about extremely dark or touchy subject matter well, eloquently, respectfully, I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, mm-hmm. we did it! Because mm-hmm. it totally breaks up that argument that everyone's like, oh, the kids are too politically correct and no one's funny. It's like, no, we're just not assholes. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. We're still assholes, but... Have you had people come up to you after you've done that bit to, like, People have said, it? like... Who's not me, just it... screaming <laughs> My dad died. Yeah! That's literally what I do. People like start doing tragedy stuff, and I'm like, hell yeah! And you're like, Maggie's fucked up. Maggie, you have a problem. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one has. Uh, p- people have come up and been like, "Wow, it's great to see that bit grow." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what you said, and that that's that's cool and also relatable because I've. I know that feeling of seeing other people like work on material yeah. and watching it grow over like three weeks of months. It's really beautiful when you can watch it do happen well. And yeah. so often you are watching someone do the same shitty fucking bit for like four weeks. And you're yeah. like, can someone just tell you that this is bad? I know. Why don't we like have a culture of that more? Yeah, I feel like I lie so much. Yeah. So people will bomb and I'll be like, great set. Hey. Who do you lie to, Maggie? Lie. <laughs> yeah, <go on>. <laughs> <laughs> he turns off. I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate all Sam's fucking jokes. <laughs> but you do too. It's like, mm-hmm. like we all do it. And I feel like there should be more. I would appreciate. I recently did bomb, and Mary Martin was like, yeah, we all did that today. And yeah. I was like, yep, we, we did. It's, it's really refreshing. I bombed at a show, and I had to like talk to comedians that we all know uh, at the bar afterwards mm-hmm. who were also on the show and I was just like I was like oh yeah like I don't feel like I did well like I kind of bombed and they were like they're like no no you did you did fine or whatever and 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 then they wanted to talk about something else and I I just wanted them. no no guys <laughs> I know it, I was being shitty because I just it would have been like placated me if they had just been like yeah like you bombed and it's fine like you you didn't do these jokes well and that's okay Mm -hmm. and let's talk about something else but the fact that it was like this weird silence in the room that they like they didn't say anything about it made me feel like this I became this crazy person by wanting but by like being like yeah I just felt shitty about it so it's end. It end up. That's a struggle. That it's not yeah. their fault. It's just something I was working through. But I. It's nice. I have a relationship with Felipe where we can just be like, yeah, like you didn't do well, and and, that's it, awesome. and it's great. It's a great salve. It is a good salve. <laughs> a good word. Yeah. No, I. I. I think it's nice. I. It's also. I don't. I don't tell people when they do badly. I'm like out here being like, yeah, we all need to be more honest. And I'm the first to be like, okay, yeah. Do you ask people like? 
Uh, what do you think of that joke that I did? No. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have have you bombed with your dead dad shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I once was like, I was like, my dad committed suicide recently, and it was like, like like two weeks ago, my dad committed suicide. Silence. Yeah. Room. And I was like, and I was trying to go to his house and get his stuff, and I started going to the bit, and then like these people walked into the mic and I was like oh it was was, a mic it was a mic and then I was like oh I'm just talking out my dad's suicide (laughs) and it and it and it continued to be silent and it and people began there was this woman there who was concerned for me and she had not been to a lot of mics so she was like thought it was okay to like talk to you while you were performing she was like are you okay like while I was performing oh my god that's the worst <laughs> I was like yeah 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 I'm okay and it was awful it was awful that is as bad as it gets yeah stuff about what an audience member heckles you to ask about your well-being that's the worst it could possibly be that's so funny <laughs> so good that was probably recently right it was re- and it was at my own flute was in my mic like we ran it we were the hosts so, so we you were like supposed- warming up the room we were supposed to have like-, like the most power and authority in the room and it was like every it was all sucked away from me god that's so funny yeah oh my god I'm trying to think I've definitely bombed with this material but not for I mean now it's, I've been doing it for so long that it's sort of like polished and it's like I only I only whip it out if I'm like everyone's on my side yeah well that's the difference between it's like you're still building this bit like it's very new for you and mine is like I only I'll whip it out when I'm like yeah they'll yeah I'll throw yeah. the dead brother stuff on them yeah yeah I'll the, yeah, yeah. you and do like, it in a new have you done it in new rooms before and stuff? yeah oh yeah I do it in new rooms but it's like an old joke so it's like very much something that I can like control but like yeah. it's like interesting it's like when you have to work on it so you like have to work on this bit mm-hmm. so like you could be at the shittiest mic in the world and you're like no but I came here to work on my dead dad joke yeah is it bulletproof for you have you bombed with it recently um I haven't bombed with it recently I haven't used it in a while um cause I, now I only really use it in like 15 minute plus sets mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. I cause I'm like no I I you you gotta you gotta get people on your side. You don't have to, I guess. I mean, if you trust your joke and you trust mm-hmm. the room you're in, you can open with it. But yeah, I've added to it because I well because I <laughs> I added because <laughs> like last a few Thanksgivings ago, I went to my boyfriend's house, my then boyfriend, and we were like very new to dating, mm. and I uh, I make jokes about it in real life, so it's like his aunt, who's a real stuffy Connecticut lady, was like, oh, like, do you have any siblings? And I was like, yeah, he's dead. And she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh my god, did you kill my brother? And <laughs> you said I did, that. I said it. And she, fli- she like dropped the plate she was carrying. She was like, like taken aback. And I was like, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I added that in because I was like, oh, but I, but that's actually happened. I didn't even write that shit. I was just like, oh yeah. yeah. And I use that on stage, and that like, I, that's that's when I've had to like work on at mics uh, more recently. 
So that's like yeah. the last. But that's like not about my brother's death. That's about other people handling. And I tell that joke when the crowd is handling it badly. Yeah. So when I'm like, oh, like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So when I'm like, oh, my brother and I was twelve, da, 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 and people are weird about it, I'm like, oh, you know, another like, you know, who else is weird about it? And I can do that. Yeah. So it's like it's like having to, to write jokes around your joke to make people feel comfortable about the joke is yeah. a pretty interesting thing. I've found more than anything a lot of uh, any other jokes that I do that if I like telegraph that I think it's funny, mm-hmm. people yes. will laugh. Absolutely, absolutely. And then at the end of the day, if it's funny, it's funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. And your bit's very funny. Thank you. But yeah, that's sort of all I have. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sam uh, is part of an incredible sketch group called Simple Town. They're so funny. I am not quick to compliment sketch comedy. <laughs> and I fucking love it. You guys are great. You and Caroline. What's the other guy's name? Will. Will. You all, yeah. Y'all are awesome. Check out Simple Town. What are your... Where can people find you? Uh, on YouTube and Vimeo and also Felipe DePoy and Ian are in the... Ian Fari are in the group as well. Mm-hmm. So they're... And everyone... All those people are their own comedians in their own right and very, very good people. So check us out on Vimeo or YouTube. Uh, yeah. And yeah. my name's Sam Lanier. And just, you know, look me up on all the socials. Yeah. That's look where up on the socials. She's the bomb. Um, hopefully you can see this uh, bit in person. Totally. Um, thanks so much for being here and for thanks. being so chill and open about talking about your dead dad. Thanks for having me, Maggie. Of course. Grace. Cheers. Cheers. We're just comedians in a basement <laughs> exactly. getting twisted. Now we're going to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, in this bed next to us. Yeah. And good night. <laughs> okay. Bye.